There it is. How's it going, guys? I'm doing good. How about you? You know what? We're pretty dang amazing. You know, the weather, you know, I, I mean, I really don't care what the weather is. I like all weather. Does that make sense to you guys? Oh, yeah. I like it when it's – I like to have the hot season, and I'm ready for it to go away. I'm ready for the snow to go away when it's snowy. But we've had monsoon season for the first time in Big Bear in a number of years. We usually get it. And we've had like three inches of rain this month so far, which for a lot of the country, that's not a lot. But for us, it's not a ton. It, yeah, we haven't gotten any <laughs> in a long time. And it's been, I mean, guys, did it smell good yesterday or what? It rained and it was like, uh, and then we've got like eight tons of, of, of wood chips that we just dumped on our property, you know, for ground cover. And so they're pretty fresh wood chips and then they got all wet. And it's like, I go outside and I, like, I literally have like a, uh, a nature-based orgasm. You know, <laughs> we went to uh, we went to the airport yesterday, their little observation area, and and uh, had some uh, frozen yogurt with the kids. And man, when you're sitting over there, you can see the whole valley really well. And the clouds that were out your way over the mountains were just insanely huge. Wow, it was it was awesome. And the two nights before that, it just I mean, it was a it was it rumbled. I mean, it rumbled. Uh, we had yeah. thunder, lightning, heavy rain. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I had to go. I had opened every window and door in the house, but there was rain coming into the house. And I was like, "Oops!" So you know, it, uh, <laughs> I had to kind of fix that problem. So, so hey, before we get going, I've got I, I, I've got one of my favorite people in the world, and matter of fact, it's one of the individuals I can get emotional uh, at SEMA. That first first person at SEMA that ever made me cry at SEMA, and so uh, Jorge. Espinosa's here and uh, introduce yourself real quick. How's it going, guys? My name is Jorge Espinosa and uh, I live in Sun Valley, Idaho. Yeehaw. So um, he's, you know, I say this, I, we've had a lot of great staff members and um, not to, not, no, well, I'll say no, none of them we connected like we did with this gentleman. Um, we were just close from the beginning and um, here he is training with us. Um, you know, he's, he's got a family, he's got all these things going on and it's just really cool to see it. So before we get in, we actually have a training class going on this week. So you've met yep. Jorge, but we've got a whole bunch of others. So we're going to start over here Aaron, once you come over, they're just going to peek over. We're going to look like two big old boobs with our bo uh, bald heads. <laughs> Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm from Dallas, Texas. Cool dude. We got a great class. They just finished up, uh, a lot of the marketing the first day and then we jumped into interiors we're jumping into sanding today and god they're killing it so come on up young man who's next what's up guys my name is ian belcher i am from redwood city california so you had last night well, and 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 explain why you're here who are you with um i am working for pns sales i just graduated from college and i just started working there full time so getting some some experience here yeah. What's, your, what's your title at PNS? Uh, Internet specialist is what Bob gave me. <laughs> so you guys that, that make orders and stuff like that, distributors, um, you're going to be dealing with him a lot. He's kind of like, I call him our culture king. He's going to make sure that our culture stays on point because he's young. You kind of had fun last night. What did you do last night? Oh, yeah, I took uh, Rennie's STI up to uh, a pretty cool summit. Um like a 20 mile drive yeah 20 minute 20 mile drive um super fun twisty twisty roads did you put it in a sport mode i did is that cool or what <laughs> it's fun 
Yeah, yeah, I got that. You know, I got the hidden. I got the hidden camera. I had some weird substance on the steering wheel this morning. <laughs> right on. Who's next? Yeah, he's a great young guy. So you guys are gonna those that work with you know an order from PNS. You guys will you'll see a lot more of them. So how's it going, guys? Manny Aguilar, Hillsborough, California. So do you go by Manny? Yeah, it's do easier. You, is it a pronunciation? What, what do you what do you, what, what what is your like family call you? Manny. Manny, yeah. really? Oh, cool. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. So he's another Cali boy. So welcome, bud. Right Thank on. You. Cool. Pleasure, guys. All right. Get over here. So we got our intern. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear him say his name. Oh yeah, right. Shoot. Uh, Ricardo La Torre, uh, Ogden, Utah, and so happy to be back to this little town. I love it. Yeah. I love it. He brought his wife with him. You brought your family with you. And you brought guy. your family with yeah. you so we got it we're gonna make we're gonna increase the dinner one night and have them all everybody come over so one of the one of the meals when we'll do it when chris is here so i think my son's gonna go crazy over your cars that's okay you can, <clears throat> you can, you can, we let we, we we let them play you know we let them play so well cool so hey i want to jump in here real quick this is a different kind of podcast because this is uh this is going to be able to go back you know jorge came to us when we were really we had just really hit it big time uh we for for a couple years and um i'll share the stories uh, and then we'll get his perspective on things and the the biggest my message i want to send is for those that own a shop is you need to treat your people right and for those that work at a shop you need to treat your people right um because relationships i mean i've preached it from the day the time you guys walked in here this is proof that relationships are really important and it's not a lot of people look at the relationships with their 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 customers or the people that pay them money but your relationship with the people that work with you and i say with you because not a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs a lot of small business owners say well you work for me no they don't they work for them nobody's ever gone to work for you they work for their own needs let's face that so you get to create a environment of team uh or you are going to have some issues and so i want to kind of cover that today so i i'll lead into it and we'll get george's opinion on each one of these you so, know real real quick i want to just throw in that there's a couple of times where i've said i work for you and you you corrected me and say you work with me yeah i don't i've never liked that you know and here's how i didn't like that it's not when you say it chris i didn't like the way it made me feel when a boss said that to me yeah does that make sense because i was like dude i will do anything in the world for you almost and then you throw that in my face you know does that make sense and i tried to always be you know somebody a good influencer a good uh, a, somebody that will help you grow in life and in business versus just somebody that you you know you work for me you know because it's on i mean this guy you guys are going to hear it right now he's gone on he's i mean poo, you know he's done really well in life and, and that's what our goal is. And so many people that when you employ people and you give people opportunity, it, it's a job. No, it's not. You want to give them opportunity to grow and expand and hopefully, you know, live their dream out. Now, their dream could be working for you, with you, or their dream could be to go out and build your own empire. I knew this guy was going to go out and build empires. You know, we could tell. And you know how I could tell? He had to go do it because he's got the personality to do it. And he's got the love affair for life. He loves people. Even assholes. We had <clears throat> asshole customers. And I remember he'd call me up. You know, we'd be going during the busy time. I jumped into the seat. I'd, I'd go back in detail in the, in the real busy time. 
The rest of the time, he ran the whole show. There was a period that I didn't even walk in our shop for like a year because he had it. I didn't need to worry about it. I was out building other our empire. He he was he was king of that empire. Why am I going to go in and screw with the king of an empire? He knows the local ground. I don't. Even though I started it, he was better at it. You know, I told you guys a story. One of our chief, our chief uh, Tom Lentz. I never Tom was a really important customer to me in the early days. And then I went to Tom when 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 Jorge came on with us, and I, I was kind of stepping into running. You know, the the bigger insight. We had offices in in Scottsdale and Texas and down here in California and. So I went to Tom and I said, hey, man, you know, Jorge's going to take over 100 percent of all the service. And he goes, hey, nah, nothing against him, but I hired you on to take care of my Porsches, my and, and, and not not real happy. And I said, well, hey, you know, here's the deal, man. He's as good or better than I am. He goes, well, I'll tell you what, I'll give him one month to prove himself You know, because we, we touch his cars every week. So I go out there, um, and it's, it's part of the story is this guy got to go see his mom for the first time in a long time. We'll get to that here a little, in a little bit. And I covered the route for him, you know, with our best customers. And I got to Tom's place, and, you know, he looked around. He goes, hey, man, where's Jorge? And I said, well, he's, you know, on vacation. He goes, hey, just wait until he's back. He didn't want me touching his shit. We've gotten so used to this guy doing it that he didn't want me touching it. And some people and here's the deal is 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 you can tell a entrepreneur that's going to get in a little bit of trouble you either got the wrong people or you got the wrong attitude it's one or the other because when i walked away from tom i ended up doing the work he let me touch his cars although he pointed out i didn't do as good a job as he did um i didn't get my panties in a bunch that made me very happy to hear that this guy did that good of a job he represented us really well i trained him well and then he took it on his own from the I trained him and he took the, he did things differently. I didn't stop him from doing things differently is that he had, I showed him how to do it and then he would develop my method and then make it better. And if it wasn't better, I correct him. I didn't, I don't think I ever had to, you know? I think there was one time that you did, it was in a Porsche boxer and it was the beginning. Uh, and I hologrammed that Porsche. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you, you came in and I was like, uh oh, <laughs> what, do I, what do I do? Those are learning times, you know, and you just can't get upset at it. You, you got to take it for what it's worth. So I one, one day our kids were all little. Right. And Darren wasn't even born yet. You know, our youngest one, she wasn't even born yet. And she's 17 years old now. So that tells you how far back it goes. My wife walks in. We used to live right around the corner, about two miles. Well, as a crow flies, about a mile and a half away from McDonald's. And if you know, I, I, I hate McDonald's, but they're soft serve. Our kids were crazy over their soft serve. Right. So we'd always ride our bikes down there and get the kids soft serve a couple times a week. So Diane comes home. She goes, I, I found our next staff member. I found our next staff member. And I said, really? It's where at? And she goes, McDonald's. And I said, really? And she goes, yeah, you got to go over there right now. Go through the drive-thru right now. Go through the drive-thru. And so she explained, you know, what Jorge looked like and stuff. So I went through the drive-thru and I, I you know, he, he greeted me. And I was, came back and I was like, God, yeah, your dude's good. So yeah, but he's probably not in the car. She goes, nope, he's in the car. So I already talked to him. And I was like, geez. So she kept going back and she, she, how many times did she talk to you? I think I think she talked to me about three times before I decided to uh, remove myself from McDonald's and go into your team. And so this was you were pretty fresh out of high school, right? Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. was about what, oh three, oh four, mm -hmm. somewhere right in there. Yeah, because uh, the night I graduated from high school, I was done with that place, and I was like, I'm going to Haley, Idaho, and make something out of myself. Yeah. <laughs> So kind of explain your backstory. Let's go back. So you're, you were born in Mexico. Yes, I was born in Mexico and came into the United States in 1997. 
Uh, I'm not ashamed to say I jumped the border illegally. Uh, those are the names for my business, both of my business. Uh, and that way it makes me look back on, on where I come from. I'm really proud of being a, a United States citizen because this is this is my home now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I live here with my wife and kids and then but I also uh, love my home country. And, and it, I, it reminds me every day where um, I was at and where I'm going to. Absolutely. And I once in a while, I look back. So that way I can keep being the same person. Yeah. So we, we met you when you were really young. You came over the border, and this was the amazing part. And, and I'll never forget, and I don't know if you remember this, the first day you came to work, I asked you if you were legal, and you said, yeah, you got all the stuff. And the next day you came over. And you go, hey, I kind of said a white lie. Uh, I'm not. I don't have all my papers. I took a deep breath and I said, do you want to get right? And he goes, yeah, and it's cool. We'll help you do it. Mm -hmm. And we did. And he went after it. I mean, all we did was assist. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is one of those guys that, listen, all of us are immigrants. I mean, you know, every single one of us. My family goes, on one side is only, I'm the third generation. The other side is a little deeper. But uh, actually, no, I'm the second generation. Yeah, two generations. My mom and me. Um, And so... You know, it, it, um, we all started there and I love this guy's story, you know, and how he came into it. So we, we hired him on and <laughs> literally about a week into it, um, we had two of our staff members decide to do a mutiny right in the shop when he's sitting there, he, he's, he's hearing all this shit go down. They basically put the demands over to me of what they wanted to make, the hours they wanted to make, how much they wanted to make, percentage they wanted to make off every job, what they're willing to do, what they're not willing to do. And I said, cool. I said, hey, Jorge. He goes, yeah. So you want to be the shop manager? He goes, yeah. I said, cool. You're the new shop manager. And I trained him for right there. And you know what? And you kicked out. Our other guys are great. They were great. Not as good as him. And, and my point to this is we didn't really like hiring detailers. This guy wasn't a detailer, although he was car crazy. You know, he loved cars, right? And so we were able to take and mold somebody that had the right attitude and the right outlook into a fantastic technician. It's hard to do the other. It's almost impossible to do the other. Yeah. And so we we just from the second we all met him, we just I, I mean, in my life, we bonded, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and we just were close. And it's like Chris and I, we we've bonded. I mean, it's just it's just this. It's solid. It just is what it is, mm-hmm. you know, and I I mean, it's rare that I don't talk to Chris every day. I try to leave him alone on the weekends and not stalk him. But. There are weekends I talk to him, you know, or, or when I'm calling him at six in the morning, you know, this morning, just setting everything up for today and all this and that. So now flash forward. So you're working with us. Um, we've got multiple businesses going. You're to the point where you're managing it. Um, it's some some great stories. We had great customers. Oh, yeah. um, Sun Valley, Idaho. You know, tell them a little bit about Sun Valley from your perspective. Then I'll give them a little information. Well, Sun Valley, Idaho is money. I mean, that's what I that big, big, big money. Yeah. Um, I a lot of people come in there and and they either love it or hate it because of the money side, and at the same time everything's so expensive. But I mean, I I've been there since 2003. I love it because of the community. Um, everyone is great in there. There's once in a while a few persons that aren't too great of a people. Yep. But you you learn to brush them off your shoulders and just keep moving on your own way. Uh, the community is great for for Growing kids in there, education. Absolutely. I mean, there's hardly any any crime around there. I mean, just like anywhere, there's drugs and stuff like that, but there's hardly anything in there. And that's what I love about Sun Valley. Um, Sun Valley is a dog town. 
I mean, and when it comes to detailing it, it you're literally going to have a dog in your car, you know, uh, because of all the dog hair and stuff like that. The, 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 the percentage of millionaires and billionaires per capita is one of the highest in the country. And yet the cars are some of the most yeah. disgusting cars. Yeah. I mean, you said it best is we have a Cayenne that these guys are going to work on. The Cayenne is the, the dog vehicle. Up yeah, there. yeah. I mean, that's like, hey, um, let's buy a Cayenne because it's not ex as expensive as the G-Wagon, and we'll take the dogs in the <laughs> Cayenne. That's the, the first uh, – one of the first things that uh, kind of surprised me when, uh, when I started working for you is when I started finding out that the dogs had better cars than I. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, they still, and they still do. Yeah, and they, <laughs> they still, still do. do. <laughs> they still do. And, and we dealt, and so when people say, oh, you don't know what it is, listen, let, let me tell you, 80% of what we did success-wise, you got to remember, this is all pre-coding. So coatings came into it when we we're still in Sun Valley, but man, I was experimenting. Did you know, let me tell a term, and this guy, you probably heard, maybe Chris has heard it in the conversation. When the early coatings came out, we had a term called spider webbing. And the reason why is that some coatings, if you left the applicator on the surface too long, and pulled it away, it looked like spider webs attached to the paint and the pad. It looked like, you know how rubber cement, when you when yeah. you pull rubber cement off something, it gets all stringy? Some of the coatings were doing that. Yeah. And so you talk about, I mean, trying to get rubber cement off the of paint when you screwed it up. So this was before those times. You know, we were really cutting edge up there because we put sealants on, you know. Mm -hmm. We didn't put waxes. It was like, oh, my goodness, you know. So the thing is, too, is on any given day, we would work on these, you know, the dog, $80,000 dog vehicles, but then we'd be down at the airport that night working on an $80 million golf swing. Oh, yeah. You know, Dave, we both, the con, okay, the guy that got me started, that well, I had something pretty tragic happen. I had somebody take me for a shitload of money, and we literally overnight went from being in pretty good shape financially to our world caved in, literally overnight. And we already had the detailing planned out, you know, we were going to do it. I could see that there was something wrong. I could feel it in my bones, but we didn't plan on it happening overnight like that. And so Dave Morris, good friend of both of ours, mm -hmm. started out. He was a friend of ours. Our kids went to school together. He flew for a family up there. He heard my plans of starting a detailing company aimed at primarily jets. And he goes, oh my God, you're going to kill it. I've got a plane. I hate cleaning clean it. Uh, can you do it tomorrow? And we literally launched right then and there. Well, Dave, is still a good friend of both of us mm -hmm. and a client to you Yep. still. I mean, all these years later, that was in 1997, you guys. I mean, that that's how far. So relationships, if you don't think relationships are important, I hope Dave watches it. I'm sending him a link to this. You know, <laughs> he's going to see both of us. Yeah. Um, so now, so you become a, a, a huge, you know, part of our, our, not just our, our company, but our family. Uh, we watched you change. Uh, we watched you grow up. You're so young. Um, probably one of the proudest things was, watching you become a citizen oh, yeah. Yeah. i mean and seeing that go down <laughs> and how hard you work to make it happen but i mentioned that tom lentz you went on vacation what a, pe a lot of people need to know is that probably the coolest thing and i still talk about it all the time today was watching you get to go see your mom in mexico for the first time mm -hmm. when you became a citizen so kind of explain that and 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 when you told me that story back in the day i went home and i said diane we're going to help this kid go see his mom you know, and mm -hmm. so explain kind of what the story was around that and how long it had been and all that stuff. Well, I mean, like as I mentioned again, I came in the U.S. in 97. And then, um, I mean, I'm a hard worker. Uh, I started 
I came in the U.S. and then uh, uh, I stayed with my uncle and and my aunt that they took place uh, as my parents, uh, Manuel Espinosa and 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 Margarito Espinosa. Mm. Uh, they they educated me and then they kept you know telling me to work hard and stuff like that. I was working in the uh, movie Waterlines, you yeah. know. Uh, and then I mean I knew I knew it's, it was hard for me uh, being in the U.S. because being illegal, I could do I could only do so much uh, being an illegal alien in the United States. Uh, but that didn't stop me from from keep on working on my dreams. Um, so I I always wanted to go to college for some kind of uh, automotive. My main dream was doing uh, body work, restoration, and stuff like that. But I knew I couldn't do it because I didn't have the the residence card or, or mm-hmm. social security number or anything like that. But at the time, I didn't know you could go and pay out of your pocket. So I just kept going, and then that's when I moved to Sun Valley and stuff like that. And then kept, I started working at Mickey D's, and then went back to construction and so and so on, you know. And it, it was it was kind of hard, and I got the opportunity to uh, uh, start getting my my papers and and all that, and 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 become a, a, U, a U.S. citizen. It, it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't an easy uh, road to get here, but I mean, I you did it. I did it. You, you know, did it. So. And you did it on your own. I mean, you know, we, we supported it. And I think that's another thing is that as a staff, you got to support your staff's dreams. So many people that are self-employed, they look at their dreams, but what about your staff's dreams? Don't look at them that they're, we always, we always know our staff is better than what they, that we deserve. Does that make sense? And if you look at them that way, you appreciate them more, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, we look at you the same way. We look at Chris the same way. I mean, I try to give credit where credit's due. And this kid, when he, he you know, you guys say kid, you're a kid back then, right? <laughs> you'd, you'd come in and you'd say, okay, hey, I got this going on with my immigration. We gave him every opportunity. It wasn't a hold back. As a matter of fact, we pay him. You know, we just say, go, you know? So now you get to go on vacation, you're a citizen, and how you go down and see your mom for the first time in how long? It, it, it had been 13 years since wow. I came to the United States. I was uh, explaining uh, to these guys that uh, when I moved to the United States, my youngest sister, she was only a couple of weeks old, and I had not met her in person uh, until I went back to Mexico for the first time in, in around 13 years. And it, it was, it was emotional because like every, like almost all my family members were waiting for me at the airport. Uh, my mom wow. first, uh, my mom first, Lucia Espinosa, and then my brother, my sister, my grandma, uh, and a whole bunch of other family. I, I was, I, I mean, I, I can't really explain how emotional I felt coming back to my hometown for, for the first time in, in so many years. You know, after being in the United States and, and, and working hard to accomplish that first goal and dream. But look at the look at the sacrifice made to do that, to accomplish that goal and dream. Right. Oh, I yeah. mean, oh my God. I mean, not yeah. seeing your mom for 13 years, never meeting your baby sister. I mean, it's, you know, people that's not you know, it's not a normal thing to have to do. And oh, yeah. I, I don't think people really, really comprehend you know, how, how much effort has to go into reaching the kind of dreams you had, you know, and making that big of a change. Oh yeah. 
and it, it was it was big for me because uh um single mother uh she brought up five of us two of us being males and you know how we males are you know I especially you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then i mean it, it going back to my mom and seeing her and then because she had to sacrifice as well as as me you know and going back oh that was a two-way street oh yeah going back to seeing her it, it was it was really emotional I got to Delaney. You remember Delaney? Yeah. We, you know, she's an officer in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I just got to see her for the first time in a year. That was forever. Oh, yeah. You know, and I can't imagine. And I knew, I know where she's at. I know she's safe. I know, you know, we talked to her. Your mom watched you go out on a journey that she, you guys didn't know what the, end, the outcome was going to be. Mm-hmm. And your journey over the border wasn't seamless. I mean, he, this guy, we, we learned so much. And I think that's why the appreciation is because, you know, it's real easy for us as Americans. I don't care what, you know, you know, I've got friends that are, we, we call them coconuts, you know, because we all, it's pretty cool. I grew up in the Latino community. It's probably 70 or 80% um, Latino, but my grandmother, my, my mom and me, we went all to school with, so Ronnie Ortega, okay. One of my best friends. Our grandparents went to school together, high school. That's the same high school. Um, our moms were best friends in high school, and then we were really close friends in high school. Mm-hmm. And so, I and I can tell you, the Bustamante family, um, those guys have lost that. You know, they they appreciate. That. I remember the Bustamantes every Sunday they'd, they'd have dinner and they speak only Spanish, and I'd go over there as an opportunity to because we spoke Italian. My grandma spoke Italian. And um, as my Italian side of the family died off, we didn't do it as much. And so I took, the, you know, advantage of it because Italian and, you know, it's Latin based. And so it, it would keep me active. And I just loved the culture difference. You know, it was so cool to see him. And they were real classy. You know, his dad had a really good job. And, like, they, they ate food that I didn't get to have at home. You know, and really good Mexican food. You know, really good homemade meals. And, you know, it just, it was really cool to go over there. But so much of us have lost, to Chris's point, we, we don't know. Life's easy for most of us. Yeah, it really is. And and now life's easy for you oh, yeah. compared to what it was. Yeah. You know, you came through, but you paid a debt that a lot of people just a us that are born here. I don't give a shit what you say. We're st- we're, we're 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 on a 20 yard line just being born here. Mm-hmm. You, you were at the outside of the end zone. Mm-hmm. You had to cross yeah. the end zone. You had to go all the way through that. Even the poorest people that are born here are born with more opportunity than what probably 80% of the world is, you know? And so, and yet we bitch about it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So now flash forward. So we've had so many fun times. I've got to share some stories, a couple stories. Uh, so the hologram thing on the Porsche was real. I remember him coming in and, and you tried to troubleshoot it. You're pretty new and it was, you know, sensitive paint. And, you know, we've got a, a boxer of about that era. <laughs> yeah, when they saw it. <laughs> you, know, you know why we bought that? There's two things, my BMX bikes back here. But a lot of people don't realize that Boxster saved Porsche, but it also made our detailing company mm-hmm. because there, there were, at that time you could you could be on the street anywhere in Sun Valley during spring, summer, or fall and see twenty of those. Yeah, you know it was just a really popular car. So you know I come in and so I remember and it wasn't hard to fix the car, um, and it was a learning experience. So that's one of them. Um, I remember going down. Remember having to heat towels up and going in at frozen airplanes mm-hmm. and happen to do interiors you guys don't realize some valleys in the rocky mountains yeah. you know it's at, at six thousand over six thousand feet um it gets cold there oh, yeah. and we'd have to go in they'd hire us on to do these jets well some of the jets they didn't have enough hangar space so some of these big jets would sit out overnight 
And in the morning, they'd, they'd run the ground, you know, the ground units to, to heat them up. But we'd have to heat all our towels up, mm-hmm. too, because it would be, you know, 30 below zero. And so we'd have to go in, and the airplanes wouldn't be totally warmed up yet. So we'd have to warm our towels. I mean, we freeze our butts off. I mean, it was unreal. One huh. of the most interesting stories i got to share is we're up at Boeing. And this is before we had, you know, I was training and everything else. It was just our teams working at Boeing. <clears throat> So I'm working over on one of the airplanes and, and Jorge goes over to work on one of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, Hey, just so you know, that wing's really slick. We got done. Cause you had to get up and fix a spot that we mm-hmm. missed or something. So I told him, I said, Hey, don't, don't, don't trust that wing, man. It's going to be slick. And he goes, no, I'm good. I'm good. And I look over and, and he's up on the wing. Not a big deal. Right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I see him go, <laughs> he, starts, he starts sliding down the Start sliding down the wing, and I'm going, oh, wait for it. Here it goes. And he hits the ground. Yeah. So he comes back. I, I go running over there. Are you okay? And he's like, you know, he's a tough dude. He goes, yeah, fine. I look at his arms. Dude, your arms busted. No, it's not. I'm fine. So we go back to work, right? And he, he, he never complained one time. So at the end of the, I kept going over there. I said, dude, your arms busted. We got to get your arms busted. No, it's not. It's fine. So we get all the way back to Sun Valley a couple days later. And I'm telling him the whole time, your arms busted. No, I'm fine. No, we're on the flight back. No, we're fine. And so finally, I, about the third day, he comes in the shop in the morning and he looks at me and he goes, hey, I think my arm's busted. And I was like, you think? <laughs> so he goes to the hospital, he comes back and um, he's got a cast on. His arm's busted. And so I said, okay, well, cool. When are you going to come back to work? And he goes, I got my other one. He never missed a day at work. Nope. He just went for it. And so if you can imagine in today's society, what, what percentage of people would do that? Like 1%? You know, 1%. Um, it was just, I mean, it was, it's funny now. Uh, it wasn't so funny back then, no. you know, but, but now we look back at it, you know, and by the way, I did, I told you, your arm was busted. You know? <laughs> I told you your arm was busted. Um, but we had, you know, it was interesting because uh, 08 hits. So we had this, and, and, and I, I want to explain to people, and, 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 and this will, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are naysayers about some of the shit I come up with, but. We our shop in 07 was producing more money than all the current shops up there right now are right now. Is that we had that thing, it was a well-greased money-making machine. Um, we were able to impact your life with money. We were able to you impacted our life with money. Uh 08 hits, it got ugly because it was a huge uh aviation. We did a lot of aviation. And all of a sudden, nobody's flying. And um, it really slowed down. Uh, Diane and I had sold off in 07 our interest in Arizona and Texas, Florida. And it was only because we were just training had kind of taken off. Mm-hmm. And um, we owned a company out there that really burned me out. And I just had to get out of the valley for a little while. And my wife talked me into moving somewhere I didn't want to move. Um, and it wasn't her fault. I, I, I say that. I shouldn't say that. But... Um, Looking back, we should have never left Sun Valley. But then coming here, my mom was sick, you know, and we were told basically she's got less than two years to live. So we came back to be with her and she lived another nine years. So how cool is that? So no regrets at all. You know, because your presence kind of made her. Oh, oh, absolutely. You know, and you remember she loved you. You know, she was a cool lady. She loved George. She was just like, oh, my God, he's so cute. (laughs) It's like, Mom, stop it. You know, it's like, (laughs) Jesus, God. 
She's like, oh, he's just that that accent. I was like, mom, you know, not Jesus. But you never know. My mom had lots for you, kind of. It's like Jesus is really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, but it it we had so much fun. But now we sold the company, and it was pretty cool because we had a rich dude that buy we won't mention the name just in case but yeah uh, he's pretty wealthy and part of the deal was i said i would sell but only if jorge went with the company because i knew that he had so much of the culture you know in our company and so um you saw things rapidly people tried to duplicate what you and i were doing and they couldn't do it they no, couldn't do it no they, they couldn't do it. i try to teach him all everything i learned from you but for one reason or another, they wouldn't want to take on whatever we had culture. to offer. They yeah. didn't have the right culture. They didn't have our vibe yeah. going. Yeah. And that's why the, the, I really wanted to get across. It's cool for you guys because you heard it, you know, day one. But now to hear this story a little more in depth is culture is so important to a brand and to a company and to an individual. Even if you're a one-man shop, I mean, there's times where during the wintertime, we'd only carry three of us. During the summertime, we'd hire everybody we could, mm -hmm. you know, to work. And this guy went from a, you know, detailer to a manager really quick. Um, I'll never forget one time I, I thought you were going to get me um, sued. We're sitting in an interview, and I don't know if you remember this. And so this Latino guy comes up, you know, uh, we, we had, I don't know if I should say this or not. So, okay, I will. Although I'll put it in a way that's, that's kind of correct, but not. So in Sun Valley, uh, the white dudes up there, we didn't call it Sun Valley. They called it Fun Valley because when the white dudes got up there, it was all about playing. Mm -hmm. So we couldn't hire a white dude. We had Drackett's son, mm -hmm. and Mr. Drackett was a very wealthy individual, one of our good customers, and he goes, hey, why don't you hire my son? And I'm like, oh, yeah, great. Rich white kid, you know? This is going to be fun. That dude could work circles around you and me. That, he was hardcore. He reminds me a lot of you. I mean, a lot, a lot of you. He works circles around all of us. You know, he's a, a car designer now. Oh, really? He's a car designer, oh, dude. I think he's working on, if I'm not mistaken, the new arc seven oh, wow. i think he's the head engineer for designing the new arc seven nice. and so you know we had all these experiences but i mean the people we work with and a lot of people don't i mean uh, we did all of tom hanks's work mm -hmm. we did all of bruce willis's work yes. schwarzenegger steve wynn mm -hmm. uh, funny story okay so steve wynn had a, some security issues right and so this guy would, would do all the work but i know shane uh, the, his assistant steve wynn so they had a kind of a powwow with me and they said, listen, you know, you got to be very careful and it, kind of a threat saying, hey, don't give anybody information about, you know, our client. And I said, well, I'm just going to clarify it now is Jorge's the guy that goes out there. If something goes wrong. It's his fault. <laughs> because I was like, man, man, and I came back and I was like, dude, don't tell anybody anything about his property or anything else. You know, they're really freaked out about his security. Uh, but we had all these high-end clients, and the list goes on. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, I mean, uh, J-Lo back in the early days. Some of them you guys didn't know that we were working on them because we, we couldn't say anything. But, I mean, still to the day. Is that the NASCAR racer? Yeah. Um, what's his name? Yeah. Um, shit, I can't John, think. Johnny? Or... John, uh, yeah, Johnny Unser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. race car. He did Indy. Indy, Indy 500. His yeah. family, the Unser family is huge. He's still yeah. up there. Yeah. He's still up yeah. there. So. So we had all these people, but you know, now let's talk about the, let's talk about you. Now let's go flash forward. You 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 went through the buyout when we sold. Uh, you stayed with them, and then now you're on your own. So kind of explain what you're doing today and and uh, in your shops. And this is really cool. And this is where I want you guys to think about is don't think single minded. Is is Jorge and his wife have taken their business 
a little different direction. He's really followed his original passion and he's doing different things. That's pretty cool. So kind of explain what your, your shops do. Uh, so here's uh, first, um, before, before I, I even, um, thought about getting into being a shop owner and stuff like that. Um, I used to follow money a lot where they pay me the most. That's where I would go. Um, because I mean, I, I, I like money. Who doesn't like money? Right. Uh, but then it got to the point where I was like, what am I doing? I'm going to get to be 67 years old and I'm going to be working for somebody and they're going to see that I'm getting old and I'm good at whatever I do, but not fast enough. And here comes another kid where, Hey, he's doing the same thing as you for less money. Thanks for your help. Yeah. And I'm going to be without anything. And the other thing is I, I work for, for, for shop owners that didn't treat me like, like, like Rennie did. And we go back to what you said. I mean, I treat my, my employees, uh, the way you treat me. Um, I, when I say, uh, they're, I, I never say they're my employees. I say they work with me mm-hmm. because I, I work along all my employees. I even work harder than them. Uh, my mornings start at 420 in the morning, most of the day. So I can be in either one of my shops because nowadays I have two shops, uh, two different names, uh, two different, um, businesses. Uh, one of them is my exotic autos, which is my detailing business, uh, which I started together with my lovely wife of 11, almost 12 years old. Uh, almost 12. I mean, I'm 12 years of marriage. Dude, 12 years old. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. She's, she's, uh, I'm going to step out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, well, look at her title, my, my lovely wife. She's the one that, that pushed me to get out of the place that I was working at. Um, because I, I told her one day, I was like, you know what, this place is, is eating up my soul, like literally eating my soul. Uh, and not in, I did not like that feeling. And she's like, and I remember it was, it was September and she's like, if you're going to do it, get it done. And it was September 15th when I stopped working for, for that person and for some reason, September 15 is the Mexican independence and everything. Uh, oh, it worked out. It wow. worked out. That's you know? cool. Uh, and then, uh, so I went on my own and started Exotic Autos. Um, I started it out of my garage uh, together with my wife. And then I started it uh, because I wanted her to do something. She wanted to work, but I didn't want her to go out and, and just work for, for anybody. You know, I told her, let's start this. And if you like it. We'll keep keep moving and she she liked it uh now we have a, a bigger shop and then i also have a, a a body shop i do any anything from uh restoration from the ground up uh collision repair um i do some upholstery work whatever comes in the door you know uh, you do it. I, I get it done anything that is car related i i get it done that's awesome you know so it's really so you followed your original dream you know yep, loving yep. loving cars and going into it and it it so now i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap it up with this so i'm on the sema floor and diane comes up to me and sema for me is a it is it is it's crazy i mean it's i mean it's all crazy for all of us but i don't have five seconds you know and i love it i'm not complaining i love every second of it right mm-hmm. i can't wait to get back to hopefully this is a normal sema this year you know but Diane goes up to me and she goes, I got a surprise for you. Don't turn around yet. 
And so, I, you know, I have no idea, you know, right? I mean, surprise for me. I mean, is it a shirt? Is, I mean, I don't know. And I turn around, and I hadn't seen this guy since 2010. This is probably 2016, 17? Uh, yeah, somewhere. No, it was maybe like 18, 16, 16, 16, 16. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Now. So it had been, you know, six years since I'd seen him. And I, I, don't, I don't know if you know this or not. You, you don't. I mention you in every training. Mm-hmm. I have. Every single training I've done, mm-hmm. I mention you. So I admire this guy a lot, right? And um, I turn around, it's him. And I instantly give him a hug, and I instantly, my eyes got all sweaty, you know? <laughs> um, it's just, how cool is it that that kind of bond and that, that kind of respect, A, I mean, how old are you? I'm about to be 37 next month. Yeah, so, you know, I'm 18 years older than you, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's so there's a generation, you know, gap, but here I adore this guy, you know, and I guess kind of Diane and I kind of took him under our wing and we kind of until he could get back to his mom, you know, and be a family. And uh, we watched him. He's such a hard worker. But here's the more of the story of why I adore this guy is that he's kept his, you know, he's he, we met him when he's single. Uh, and then he then he you know he, he was he, he got involved with the girl but you know back in his in his younger days he still kept it professional but he was definitely chasing uh, the ladies and the ladies were chasing him um, and we, we you know we loved watching him grow up so to say you know I didn't grow up so much no nah, I mean either. I'm going backwards now um, Bob Bob Chris Dave all those yeah. guys tell you that you know Randy's um, about twelve yeah yeah i'm 12 and i love it it's a perfect age i might get back to 14 one of these days but um you know so here's the deal is that keep yourself just like jorge he's got a great heart he's very dedicated and he's just true to people and and i think by being true to people you're true to yourself and it was just uh doing this today has been probably one of the cool we do do a lot of cool podcasts but this is probably one of the coolest i mean just because we didn't make you you made yourself and seeing you be able to succeed at you know and be happy um yeah are you a millionaire not yet you will be you know over time but here's the deal is that you're very 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 happy oh yeah and i think he always has been and so um, I think it's an example to all of us to appreciate what you've got, where you come from, where you are, and where you're going. Yeah, there's uh, there's this time I came into Alverson's, and then uh, the cashier, a female, she 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 looks out, she looks me in the eye, and she's like, "Do you ever have any problems, issues, or anything with your family?" I was like, "Yeah, why?" She's like, "Well, every time I come, um, uh, every time I see you coming here, you're always smiling." I was like. You're not my problem. I mean, if I have problems or issues, it's not your fault. I mean, everything else stays behind me. I keep everything to myself, and I gotta be, uh, I gotta show happiness to everyone. You know, I love and, it. I you love know, it. so she, she really, she's like, well, thank you for, for saying that. That's awesome. Well, we need, we need more of that, you know. And there's a lot of good people out there. And right now, there's a lot of tension, you know, in the world because of what's going on, but. You know, don't let things divide us. You know, stay de- stay devoted to each other, and we all might have you know different platforms in life, and we're at different spots, and we do different things. We have different opinions. We have different family issues, and and different maybe even health issues or whatever it may be. But everybody's fighting a battle. You know, everybody's at home has got something going on at one point or not in your life, and 
we've been through those things, you mm -hmm. know, together. We've watched each other have struggles and everything else. You watched our last kid get born, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you watched us have businesses and sell businesses. And um, we've watched you grow and prosper, become a citizen, become an entrepreneur, become a dad, become a husband, because, you know, all these mm -hmm. different things. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Thanks. So thanks for coming in. Yeah. So thank you for having me here. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I've been noticing watching you guys this whole time. I think I need to get some sunglasses to put on my head. <laughs> you know, well, I'm kind of following <laughs> your footsteps because it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, well, a lot of people don't know. Um, I, and I should have said that the first day you said something, uh, something about me that like hardly anybody knows. Um, I used to have long hair. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you, you remember. Oh, I do. I mean, long, long at. Really long. Long. Yeah. You know, and then now it's like. Yep. Well, I, you know, I did too, right? Yeah. I had yeah. long hair too. <laughs> I did. I did. I had really long hair. Was hey, Ren, Ren, Rennie was a hair model. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. can be, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's on my chest, you know? So, <laughs> well, hey, uh, I want to thank, there's a lot of people coming in here and commenting. And, um, you know, we want to thank everybody coming in i got our our, our good buddy uh william laura he's uh he's got a special request what's that he, he wants to see you two hug oh I'll hug him. I'll hug him, yeah. Yeah. there you go william you don't have to you don't have to ask us twice we're huggers we always have been so all right guys well, we're going to get back to work so thanks to you guys for taking some time out of your training this is an important one i love that introduce you guys um these guys just slayed it on it we had oh man we had we had some nasty interiors and they slayed it. So we're going to go in and finish up the coatings on the interiors and we're going straight into sanding uh, next. And we've got a really busy three days. Uh, we'll see you up here tomorrow, Chris. Yep. Um, and so uh, other than that, hey, everybody have a powerful week ahead. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this was like, again, again, thank you. Well, thank you. Um, this was really fun. This is something that I've really wanted to take in. Uh, I uh, couldn't wait for you to get here, you know, to do it. So pretty, pretty cool. Um, all right, guys, you guys take care. Have a powerful week. Take care of each other. We'll see you soon. Be careful.